The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Senior loan officers are becoming increasingly worried that credit standards are about to get tighter. They cited several reasons in a recent Federal Reserve survey, including borrowers losing their ability to take on debt. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Marty Remillard. He's president of High Definition Mortgage in Florida. Marty, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I guess just to start it off, you know, I mentioned that that Federal Reserve survey and concerns about credit standards about to get tighter over the rest of the year. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Do you agree with that, or do you do you see something different happening? No, I think it's um, yeah, I think it actually worsened um, w- with consumer debt rising. You know, with the with you know we have interest rates to deal with, we have the cost of consumer goods increasing, but not necessarily everybody's income is increasing. So we're going to see people use in uh, a lot more credit card debt, um, of course, credit card debt. Yeah, the higher the credit card debt, the lower your credit score, the higher the interest rate you're offered uh, when purchasing something, whether it be a home or even a car. So, you know, we're seeing all those impacts. You know, just two years ago, we were seeing on credit reports, the average car payment being like $400. The average car payment today is $800 to, we're seeing $1,100, $1,200 car payments. That's destroying people's purchasing power. They go out and get a new car and then they want to get a nice home, but they can't afford what they really want. It's just a combination of it all. It adds up. Yeah, it's certainly hard to uh, accommodate those things when you have less purchasing power and then more of that purchasing power is going towards paying off uh, debt. Certainly don't have the ability to buy something as big as a home in that situation. Um, how how so So things are already getting worse. How much worse do you think they'll get over the next few months? Well, I think interest rates are going to creep up to I can see them creeping up to 8%. Um, <clears throat> with that, you, you know, you we, we we just see in, especially in our area, we see the first time home buyer is, has been left out of the market. They can, it's very hard for them to participate in the market, except for purchasing uh, a $300,000 manufactured home. You know, they can't purchase that standard single family home that we're conventionally used to seeing. You know, the housing prices have nearly doubled um, in our area. If if the if our median income in our area is fifty eight thousand dollars, but someone needs to make seventy six thousand dollars a year to afford a three hundred thousand dollar house, that household income with two car payments, they're done. And now that the credit card debt is going up along with it, we're seeing people buying groceries with credit cards. We're seeing all those things you normally would pay cash or use a debit card to do. We see people's savings dwindle. We also see that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, the people with the lower credit scores, now have that impact of having to show more reserves 
in order to be able to qualify. And with that debt, they just don't have it. Right. You're not taking on that debt if you have the reserves in the in the first place, generally speaking. Um, and, and do you also, I mean, we've also hearing concerns from, from Wall Street, from investors about recessions. Do you think the securities market is playing a factor here that obviously if you want to sell these uh, as, as securities, you have to have attractive mortgages. Is, is that playing a factor here that, you know, the standards are going to get tighter so that these mortgages look more attractive? Yeah, I mean, we see it. Um, the underwriting guidelines are are really tightening up on things. So yes, and and so you know, looking out, then you know what what obviously this is not a, a good impact for for people trying to, to write loans for for origination. But but what do you see going on with origination then? How how much do you see that slowing down over the next say six months through the end of the year? Well, we've already seen um, a decrease. We we had a slower time last year in our area because over 74% of the purchases in our area were made by cash. And it's really um, an important factor, whereas our origination now for new purchases is down, but our refinances and um, our, uh, we're seeing uh, cash out refinances and we're, we're doing a lot more reverse mortgage for our seniors because what they did is if they had a stock portfolio, they use that stock portfolio to buy another home. But when the market, the stock market dropped from 36 down to 30, all of a sudden their, their margins, their loans they took against their stock are being called. So we, were, we, we had a rush of where we were doing a lot of uh, cash out refis so they can recoup and not have to sell off their stocks at a loss. And and if we expect standards to, to get even tighter and origination to drop, I mean, as somebody in this industry, how do you, how do you make up for that? How do you continue to to keep business coming in and not just throwing up your hands and going, well, it's a it's a down market right now. Well, in this industry, if you're going to grow with the market, if you're going to stay alive, you need to be a chameleon. So you need to watch the market trends. You need to help consumers the best. You need to educate them. So we try to when we work with our realtors. Um, when you get a buyer, we we talk about getting them pre qualified pre-approved first, and we can look at things. Hey, you got some credit card debt. You got some savings. Let's not put down as much money on a house. Let's pay down some of this credit card debt. You know, 30, 45 days later, we can get your credit score up. You'll qualify for a lower interest rate. So a good prep time with the buyer borrower in advance is essential today. Anybody not doing that will miss out. They will waste their time spending a lot of time uh, with consumers that are just really not ready to purchase. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. Even, you know, a a couple of months ago, that probably wouldn't be what borrowers want to hear because the housing market was bananas and people were putting down offers above listing prices on houses they hadn't seen. But now that things are, are cooling down, do you find that potential borrowers are more open to that now that, you know, hey, we, we, we're we in a better place in terms of buyers, mar- you know, approaching a buyer's market if we're not there yet. I have a little more leverage. Do you think that they're more receptive to I can take time and and make my my my, you know, portfolio my, look better, my, my credit look better and still get the home that I want? Are they more receptive to that kind of guidance? Ab- absolutely. We got to take the fear of losing out. We can show them that on a market where 
uh, you know, six months ago, a realtor would put a house on the market on Friday afternoon and say, we're not going to touch offers until Monday morning. We're going to take all and any offers that come in. And we were seeing houses selling for fifty dollars to $70,000 over the list price. And they would be gone in the weekend. And there would be anywhere from 15 to 20 offers on a single house. Um, today, we don't see that. The houses are staying on the market a little longer, 10 to 20 days. Uh, most of them are gone, are, are under contract and under 30. Um, there's less battle that way. Uh, people are getting smarter. We always encourage everybody to use an appraisal contingency to make sure they're not overpaying. They're not getting themselves upside down in the house from the beginning and using all their their extra money. And we were talking before this interview about your experience uh, in the mortgage industry and how uh, you know people who've gotten into this industry in the last decade or so they really haven't experienced something like this and maybe their only reference point is perhaps you know the 08 crash but sort of put into context you know wh- where we are in the market now and what you think we're going to be facing over the next 6 months to a year um you know put into context where we are and how you talk to buyers about what's going on now versus uh you know the, the last crash you know we tell them to be patient um it's very important to be patient if it's not meant to be uh, don't force it. Never force a purchase. Um, do it mathematically. Never be emotional about a purchase. Um, never mind the pretty colored walls and the nice kitchen cabinets. Let's make sure the house is going to sustain its value and you have the funds to be able to carry it if the market is to change for the worse. If the market improves, you're in a better position. So um, prepping a consumer at the beginning is so important um, in cooperating with good realtors. We, we do classes with some real estate offices in our area that we do. We do monthly classes with them, uh, changing markets, how to adjust, how to properly prepare a buyer, how to properly write a contract. Uh, we help them with their brokers. We just stay on the financing side of that contract. Uh, we, do, we do very well. So consumer education is very important in patience. Yeah, it's always a good way to build a rapport with, with customers is to show that you're there to help them make the best decision for them. Marty, thanks for joining me. All right. Thank you. After wrapping up our interview, Marty wanted to talk about home builders and how some of their practices are shutting out certain buyers and pushing up prices in general. Here's what he had to say. Builders. Um, we get a chance, chance to talk about builders. Sure. The builders here have, um, they've, they don't want to work with FHA and BA loans. They only want to work with their in-house lenders. So what they're doing now, instead of selling a house at the beginning of construction, because of the cost, they can't control costs. They're waiting till the house has been painted and the kitchen cabinets and flooring has been installed to put it on the market. And they'll do blocks of seven to 10 houses. And then using their in-house lenders, they can do all the closings at the same time. So that way their appraisers, their appraisers in their, in their appraisal bank can control that market and they can sell it the way they want. They can sell it at that higher price and not have to worry about lower comps in the area. So that's a real concern um, in, in the fees associated with that is are very high. And, you know, back to the issue of first time home buyers, not that first time home buyers are usually buying new builds, but I mean, that that doesn't help because obviously that artificially keeps up the rest of the market. I mean, that's that's I think probably part of what you're getting at, right? That that's them yeah, doing that absolutely. obviously yeah. influences the rest of the market. Yeah, they've 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 kicked out the first time home buyer. They don't want to deal with them. First time home buyers, they they. They think they have a, a tendency to 
have problems. But a good loan originator, a, a good lender will properly prepare a buyer before they allow them to get into a real estate contract. If you enter into a real estate contract and you don't have DU approval, we run uh, AUS uh, on all our buyers before we issue a pre-qualification letter. We think that's essential. We don't want the buyer wasting their money on home inspections, surveys, appraisals, only to be disqualified uh, before closing after they spent a couple thousand. They just don't have that money. Right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. You can only do that once or twice before they don't have the money to then get a home. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Marty. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's your headlines for today, August 3rd. PennyMac's earnings in the second quarter fell by more than a third since last year, and its production segment saw net income fall by 96% from 2021. And that's meant job cuts. PennyMac has laid off 475 employees through three rounds of cuts. Elsewhere, mortgage applications creeped up by 1-2% last week when compared to the prior week, thanks in large part to mortgage rates slipping. We saw a boost in both purchases and refis. The refi index was up 2% last week, while purchases rose by 1%. And finally, Tappable Equity set a new record for the 10th straight quarter. But we may finally be reaching an inflection point. Home equity appreciation is leveling off. And Black Knight says 11 of the 50 most equity-rich markets saw drops in the second quarter. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.